Bro, hey, I miss you, fuck. man. I miss you. I miss you too, Tommy T Bones. This is a premiere episode of the Tom and Z show. See how that that went down? It was, it's not the Z and Tom show anymore. It's <laughs> the Tom st- and Z show. I'm still too lazy to know if I'm actually going to make that a reality ever or not. But uh, <laughs> that's true. I was like, okay, Tom, you roll with this. Let's get a logo and do all this stuff. I'll Wait, start the Facebook page. Can I tell you the truth? I've, I've, I've just been having this deep existential thought, you know, during this quarantine. You know, honestly, okay, let's just start off like this. This quarantine has really made me um, take stock of what's important in life. And I was like, man, do I want to have another thing where I'm just watching numbers bounce around on a screen instead of Dude. having it having a thing where I'm sitting on the floor playing with my daughter who has been like... You know, it's crazy because the world is going crazy, but inside my house, in our, in my little bubble, everything is so beautiful and blissful. Uh, it's a very surreal feeling. Oh, dude. Okay. So th- th- this is the thing, man. Like this COVID-19 thing for people who don't have to be in a hospital is the greatest thing that's ever happened. If you're financially stable, it's like, oh my God, I can actually do this self-actualization thing where I spend time with my family, where I walk out in nature, where I exercise, where I work from home. Like it's so much better than being these stupid soul-sucking fucking meetings where you're staring at people. Like today, okay, this is such a first world issue, but like today I had a, we had our meeting with our financial planner. Right. And normally it's, it's like a skull fuck. Like you just <laughs> sit there and the guy's staring at you and it's just the worst, right? Well, Z-Dog, you're, keeps calling me Z-Dog. So, what what he did this time is we did a zoom meeting where he just went through the spreadsheets and he's like this is the thing and he's like i'm just going to tell you guys something if you want to slow down and just enjoy your family you don't have to work as hard as you've been because you already put in the time you put in the base and you did all this that's how i feel with this COVID thing is give us a chance to reset right so is that is that what's happening you think yeah man i i feel it and you know it it also (laughs) it worries me because (laughs) You know, I think a lot of people are looking around in America and they're taking stock of what they have. They're spending t- more time with their family than they ever had before. And I think a lot of people, when they have to get back on that hamster wheel, are going to be like, wait, what What the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Do I need all mm-hmm. this crap? Why am I buying so mm-hmm. much stuff? Why do I work just to, you know, buy more crap? Why do I put all this emphasis on a vacation I'm going to take with my family at the end of the year, instead of spending time with my family every day and soaking up those moments. And that makes me think, uh-oh, the economy is going to fall off a cliff when people get back to work. You know what I mean? Because they're going to look around and be like, yeah, we just don't need as much stuff. Ah, It's funny. I was, I, was, I was walking on the... So this is technically spring break for my kids. So they're not doing the homeschooling. Um, like, you know, and my wife is off. So she's not at Stanford because she's on spring break. She had she had t- requested this as a week off. So I like how your kids got, got this- you on a technicality. They're like, you know, it's uh, technically a spring break, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally because I was like, okay, little bitches. So you're gonna you're gonna be working this whole week, and me and mom are gonna chill, right? Uh, no, actually, technically, it is spring break, so we expect to be entertained the whole time. It's and like, no, listen no, up, no, you no. little buttholes. You're you're gonna be. Aw- this is an endless summer for you, okay? If I say work, you work. Mach Schnell. Ex- you know? <laughs> exactly. We we sent up exactly. 
We sent him into the yard yesterday. We're like, do some goddamn yard work. Like, tear out that bush. Like, we don't want to tear out a bush. And then I was like, okay, fuck. How am I going to do this? I'll give you $3. $3? Fuck yeah. Uh, so, 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 so we were, I was talking with her on that. We were walking on this trail. It's beautiful spring in the Bay Area. Really beautiful. And I'm like, you know what? I think people are going to get woke to the fact that uh, work is a fucking lie. Most people are in soul-sucking uh, professions where they're forced to do shit they don't believe in. And they're going to get woke to that shit. And our economy is going to take a shit. And she said, yeah, or people will realize most of what we do isn't economically productive at all. And we'll figure out ways to be 90, maybe 90% as efficient, but a thousand percent happier. And I'm like, well, I'm down with that. So it just depends on whether you see the glasses half broken or half, you know, repaired. I'll give you an example of some of this COVID innovation. Uh, Logan stole my SD card because he's a butt munch. And so, <laughs> so I didn't have an SD, I didn't have an SD card to do this podcast, you know, and I need one to record the media. So I went to Best Buy and I was like, oh, crap, it's closed. Like, it looks closed. Of course it's closed. Why did I even come out? And then it said, there was a sign that said, oh, no, no, we're still open. We're still open. Go online, park in your car, buy the item online. We will bring it right out to you. Curbside delivery. Oh. And I, I, was, I was like, I did it. It was such an easy process. And I was like, wait, wait, wait why don't I just do this? Why don't we shop like this? This should just be shopping, Dude. you know? Dude. Dude, it, 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 this COVID thing, okay, I'm going to go on record with this. People are going to hate me, but I'm going to say it because I don't give a fuck. COVID is the best thing that ever happened to this country um, it's a for wake, several reasons. It's a wake-up call for sure, you know? It's a wake-up call. It's a pandemic. People are going to die. There's going to be a lot of human suffering. But after this, the flourishing that's going to occur when people realize we've been doing it all wrong, our priorities have been all wrong, like all of that shit's going to come to a head and uh, we're going to, we'll have an un- unprecedented opportunity to reset it now again i see it as, as through the optimistic uh viewpoint what could happen is we could refreeze in the same garbage way of doing things as before no 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 but, i i totally i totally agree with you i think you know this is one of the reasons i wanted to do the pod today with you is the iron is hot like that is the message you need to strike now is the moment when everybody is seeing that the emperor is walking with no clothes and the little girl has already called it out and been like, he's naked. And the rest of us yeah. are, just, are just waiting to go, oh shit, he is. Like, here's one, for instance. If the government can just print all this money to give to the big banks, right? Trillions and trillions of dollars. They can just print it mm-hmm. out of thin air. Why do you pay taxes? Why is anyone paying taxes? <laughs> What a great point. They're just making the money out of nothing. Well, Why when, are we paying taxes? When they print money, I don't think people put this together, but when they print money, that money is not just free. <laughs> it devalues our collective purchasing power. So they are right. taxing you. It's a regressive right, tax right. that you weren't you know, represented in Congress for, and you're getting taxed. So I think people are waking up to stuff like that. You know, I think this is a beautiful time for the healthcare workers to you know, start actually making some fucking demands because they need you. They need you. Mm. All these bullshit administrators on their Zoom meetings while you're there risking your fucking life every day, like, you need to, like, ask for basic respect and dignity now. If not now, then when? You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just, 30 minutes ago, put out a rant on this on Facebook, and it's getting crazy response because I basically said exactly that. Like, we are on the same mind level. I said, listen... It, it, we will never forget what these fuck sticks did to us during COVID. We will never forget it. We on the front lines. 
never. When an administrator tries to silence a doctor or a nurse for speaking out about no PPE by firing them, and that happened up in Washington State, and there was an article in Bloomberg about it that, and I'll tell you, like people at people in hospitals in Vegas have been feeding back to Logan that they are under threat of firing if they doctors if they open their mouth about the unsafe conditions. Like we will never forget that these fucking cocksucker parasites sit on their MBA asses and have Zoom meetings while they expect us to do what we do, which is go in, risk our necks and save lives. Yep. And they're they're cashing their checks. And so when the when this is done, the revolution it will not be stopped, assuming we don't fuck up. Well this is so, man, this gets to a much bigger point, I think, which is the professional managerial class in in America especially, but worldwide, is because this is a global phenomenon. Um, you know, we have a true crisis of leadership across the board. The leadership that's been coming out of this thing has been piss poor. What have you been watching every large institution doing? They're all playing fucking hot potato. Because like, for instance, Trump gets a lot of blame for, for doing this, for blustering and trying to bluff the virus. But that's what everyone's doing. I mean, if right. you listen to the WHO and the CDC, you're fucked. Those were some dog shit recommendations they made. Telling everyone not to wear masks? Are you fucking kidding me? That tweet that the Surgeon General put out where he told people not to wear masks? What do you mean? Everybody should be wearing a mask. The fact that you let Wall Street sell our supply chain to China to the lowest bidder when that's a national security risk, that's on you. That's on people like you. People should be protected by wearing a mask. The fact that healthcare workers don't have masks, that's on you. You allowed that to fucking happen. You allowed antibiotics to come from China. You allowed all the saline in the world to be sold out of one little building in Puerto Rico. You did that for profit and fuck you. Dude, dude, I, I like this Tom Heinever. This is the Tom Heinever that, uh, that gets shit done, man. I'll tell you this about masks. So I was actually telling people too, like, hey, don't wear a mask because the reason you're wearing the mask is not to protect yourself. The idea is if you're sick and you're coughing, it'll protect other people from you. That's why exactly. they did it in Asia. That's why, look at yeah. Japan, look at Japan. I mean, they have an 80%, um, you know, 80% of the population are wearing masks and they're going about life as normal. You know, the economy is not right. tanking in Japan. Now, 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 here's the problem, because in the U.S., because of all the things you said, that has to be the recommendation, don't wear a mask in public, because the amount, the, there won't be any masks for the frontline healthcare professionals, which is already happening, even though people aren't hoarding masks like they were in the beginning. So again, like you said, who, who's to blame? It's failure of leadership at every single level. Let me, let me rant about the CDC for a second. There was a great New York Times piece about this, if you believe the fake news, that um, the, the, the guy who runs CDC right now, I forget, is in Redfield. So he is like, he's, a, he's a, a technician and a technocrat. He's not a leader, right? So when the shit hits the fan, he's, he's trying to avoid conflict. He's doing all this. So he, his recommendations were soft. They weren't, you know, it was poor leadership. And now we don't have the testing. We don't have solid leadership from CDC. No one trusts those fuckers anymore. And, and we're completely behind. And so you can actually start to see how this plays out around the country. So New York, which got a ton of immigration and a bunch of stuff early on, they don't listen to social distancing. They're fucked. Like they're absolutely right. fucked. Like right. They're Italian level fucked, if not worse. The Bay Area, which is interesting, bunch of communists, Gavin Newsom basically draconian measures early on. Uh, Stanford invents the test. FDA 
made it difficult for them to use it until it was too late. But it looks like from preliminary data, the, the curve is flattening here. Our hospitals are yet to be overwhelmed and it may be that it's still coming, but the question is all of this is local. So it's all different types of local leadership. So you can go, oh, well, what's the difference really? The difference is the leadership at whatever level that you're looking at. And so these people have to be fucking held accountable for the blood that's on their hands when they fuck it up. And our country's fucked it up. Remember, Tom, I was saying, like, hey, don't worry about this shit. We got it under control in the early days. Yeah. Why did I say that? Because I fucking trusted our leaders to do their shit. Yeah. They could have. And they fucked um, and they fucked you. And and they're lying to everyone. You know, we, we, lying, just, yeah. we live in a country of fucking liars. I mean, that's that's what it is. And when stuff like this happens, every lie gets exposed. Listen, you don't go from we're in the best economy ever, stock market all-time highs, to we're on the precipice of global depression four weeks later. No, that's not how things fucking work in a functioning society. We, mm. we live in this kleptocracy where we have had our wealth stolen from us and collectively devalued, and it has left some of our you know, trusted institutions basically just with their fucking ass hanging out. You know, yeah. the fact that we don't have PPE yeah. for healthcare workers is a national scandal to the level of which people should be hung. I mean, it's tr yeah. it's treasonous. Some of these actions, you know, especially yeah, if you were selling yeah, yeah. this, if, especially if if you were selling the supply chain to China for, you know, a couple of shekels. Right. You were basically picking up pennies in front of the steamroller and you should be held accountable for it. That's how I feel about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think um, what's interesting, too, is we're, we're going to see. There's a couple of interesting lessons that I'm getting out of this is that our personal liberty matters a lot. Oh, right? fuck load. It a matters a, a shitload. Yeah. Where we have to modulate our thinking on that is when it comes to public health. So we can say, okay, we need our personal liberty increased when it comes to competition, when it comes to actually being able to have a healthcare system that has price transparency, true value generation, and doing things for people instead of to people. That involves real competition, real capitalism, real transparency, and we don't have that. We well, have crony capitalism. Let, let, me, mm -hmm. let me piggyback your point real quick right here. We, uh, America's currently being outbid for PPE by European uh, corporations. Why are we being outbid? Because American corporations don't want to look like they're engaging in price gouging. Uh, and mm. so the market is not being al allowed to act efficiently. So we're not able to outbid European importers. And, and this is the thing. Price gouging is a natural outgrowth of a crisis. It happens every time. It's what the market does when there's scarcity. Well, and the market, yeah, and the market delivers items to the people and who are willing to pay for it. So it's like, you know. That's right. And and who has the most money right now? Hospitals, healthcare, because mm -hmm. they're still working, they're still running. So and they, they should it. be able to pay for it. And yeah. they need it. And and you know what? Guess what? It's their responsibility to the frontline clinical staff to be gouged, pay for it, and get it to them. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Would you so rather be yeah, would you rather be gouged or be dead? You know what I mean? Like if, Exactly. If, if you didn't and, if you didn't if you didn't, you know, anticipate having enough mass on hand, well, guess what? That's that's Aesop's fable shit. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You're the you're the grasshopper in this analogy, and you spent all summer dicking around. You should have had shit ready to go in case of emergency. Right now, here's the thing. So we can. That's a, we're taking a libertarian stance on that aspect of things, which is the you know, the, stop the crony capitalism and let this thing work. 
this is where I think that has to be um, slightly modified. Yeah. You can say, okay, the government the government is good at a few things. They make roads. They you know do courts. They do you know whatever it is they do. The other thing they could be quite good at because of their ability to coordinate, if done correctly, is public health. Meaning, the coordinated tracking of contacts, testing, and instituting of local focused quarantines like Singapore and Hong Kong and Taiwan did. And if we had done that, we would have saved our economy, right? Yeah. yeah. It, instead we fucked it. So there well, and is, if they're tracking funny. us, if yeah. they're tracking us anyway, I mean the NSA the, the NSA is storing everybody's text messages in a giant vault in Hawaii. Google it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. If they're, if they're going to do yep. that, why the fuck can't they do positive things with the the mass surveillance state that they've built? You know what I mean? Bingo. Bingo. They printed two trillion in currency. They could have printed a billion in currency and basically doubled our public health budget. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's really ridiculous. They, do, yeah. you, you know how that worked? They printed two new coins. They minted two there's they're now sit at the US Treasury two one trillion dollar coins that they just, you know, they're worth a trillion dollars because they say they are. And it's like and um, America <laughs> and you know, I told one of my uncles called me and he was like, you know, what's this check that we're supposed to be getting? What's it for? I, I don't understand. How are we supposed to stimulate the economy with this check? And I, and I told him, I said, listen, this is not a stimulus check. This is a survival check. This is a bribe mm-hmm. not to kill yourself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because so or many America, yeah. 70% of Americans uh, are existing on this razor thin line of like almost being destitute. They don't have $400 in the event of an emergency. They definitely can't afford to be out of work for months. You know what I mean? And why is yeah, that? Yeah. Why do we live in the quote unquote most prosperous nation on earth and everybody is so close to fuck it? And not even, you know, there was a great tweet on Twitter that said, we're a bunch of paycheck to paycheck renters paying paycheck to paycheck landlords who pay paycheck to paycheck corporations. And I think, yeah. I, I think that, you know, that sums it up for me, basically. It's like, Every, yeah, yeah. Everybody is living like the good times were never going to end, and they didn't have to have anything saved for a rainy day. And then Corona happened, and guess what? Everyone got exposed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question, though, because I never quite understood this. So if we print $2 trillion, right? Now, mm-hmm. that would be inflationary under any circumstance you would think, except what if you wipe you know, trillions out of the paper money of the stock market, print $2 trillion. Is it a wash, then, well, in here's, terms of inflationary? Yeah, yeah. The, these are what we call knock-on effects, meaning they don't appear until later. You know, so mm. it's actually weird. At, at the current moment, you know, our, the dollar is very strong, because mm. when America, you know, you've heard the expression, when America sneezes, the world gets sick, or when America coughs, the world gets, gets COVID. Sick. Yeah, they, right. you know, all the other central banks across the world are forced to devalue their currency because we're devaluing our currency. So, mm. but now this worries me because I don't know if you've thought about this aspect of it, but there are rumors in China that America started this as a bioweapon. And the same, that's what the Chinese people are talking about amongst themselves. Now, there are the same rumors on this side of the world where we're saying that, you know, the Chinese started a as, Wuhan a, as a bioweapon. And even if they didn't start as a bioweapon, well, it definitely did start in Wuhan, right? So, you know, and Trump is calling it the Chinese virus. What worries me is right. the pretense that this creates for war, you know? And I don't mm. know that we're going to have a hot war with China, but we're definitely going to have a pretty significant advanced Cold War. You know, we're already in a cold war with them, but things can get a lot worse. Trade tensions can get a lot worse. And then when trade tensions break down, you could have a hot war. That would be terif- mm. terrifying. 
but uh, you know, the worst. everything's on yeah. the everything's on the table right now. Like I don't know that it's going to be so easy. And I don't want to sound like a like somebody who's doom and gloom, but these are real possibilities that can occur um, out of this catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that I've been talking a lot about is that we're catastrophizing about COVID as well. So, and I get a lot of shit from this dude because because my base of of people on my show are actually are yeah dealing with it. Yeah, they're dealing with it, and so it's very hard to hear from one of their own that perhaps you're going to overwhelm hospitals, you're going to hurt a lot of uh, people, a lot of doctors and nurses are going to get sick because we don't have PPE. But the damage to the to society and and the public from the economic restrictions and and all of this and the panic the fear that's been generated and this is what Paul Offit said on my show too is is could be so much greater and so we're inflicting this kind of damage now i think the truth is somewhere in between there i think we're you know that's why i try my best on my show to just calm people down and go look at look at this rationally there is an exit strategy from covid it looks like this there is a way you can test even after the fact to actually restrict the amount of quarantine we're doing but first we have to do these draconian measures they look like they're actually working in the bay people are generally complying so now let's figure out how we're going to no, unwind it i do i do agree with you i mean you know, you look at the numbers. I mean, I Google the numbers every day, and it's like something like what three thousand dead in America. I mean, I mean that's nothing. Right. That's nothing. You know, if it gets okay, let, let's say it gets to their upper limit of two hundred thousand dead. That is still very that, low, honestly. That's a that's a rounding error on our population. Now yeah. it sounds cruel, but look, there's a difference between empathy and compassion. So you empathize with that individual, the forty year old who got COVID, was otherwise healthy, is dying on a ventilator. And you empathize with that one person and you feel like we got to do anything we can to stop this. But then compassion says love in the face of suffering. 200,000 dead versus how many children are going to be physically, sexually, psychologically abused because they're forced to be home with parents who suffered their own abuse who now don't have a job uh, because we shut the economy down. And you're going to set those people on a trajectory that has no exit. So think about that. That's just one blip in it. When you make it um, when you make it so micro like that, it's terrifying because you know that's happening. You know that's happening times you know hundred, yeah. hundreds of thousands of kids in America, and like the effects that will come out of this are something that we we can't predict. Now, now here's where where I'm at with it. Like I'll tell you, I am not really worried about the coronavirus. I, I just am not. You know because the, I yeah. think the numbers are still small. I think we're doing a pretty good job. I mean, at least half of America is social distancing. Uh, you know, oh, this, yeah. this is a great point I want to bring up. Have you noticed that people with conservative moral palates don't take this as seriously as people with liberal moral palates? Yeah, this is what it is known, Khaleesi, that yes. uh, this is a phenomenon. And, and it's uh, funny because I yeah, have my yeah, own yeah. I have my own pet theory for it, which is, you know, for for four years, I mean, all that the Republican base has been hearing is like Trump, 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 Russia, 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 Russian agent, Russian agent. And then they watch that narrative implode and, you know, they feel like the news is fake. And so they're not listening to the news. They don't give a shit what CNN says. They don't care if Cuomo's on CNN talking about how bad things are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, to some to some degree, I feel that way myself a little bit. Now, where where I differ is I do think that the the economy was already so fragile and this Mm. has sent it over the edge and it may be unrecoverable. This might mm. be a slump into a Great Depression, you know? Like, there are... Mm. Everybody on CNBC is clamoring for a V-shaped recovery, which means, you know, the market went straight down and then it went straight back up. But when you look at the chart, it's terrifying how fast the market fell. 
And if the V-shaped mm-hmm. recovery doesn't happen, the market will continue to fall at that clip. And that is very frightening because a lot of wealth will be wiped out and a lot of people will be out of work, just straight up, you know, 10 years out of work like it was in the 20s. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think this conservative liberal moral palette thing is fascinating because if you rewind back to Ebola, I watched our old Ebola uh, uh, music parody from back in the day. And I was like, oh, this is listen to my lyrics. At that point, right, I had a much more, it's interesting because my own um, moral palette has evolved much more to the center than I used to be. I used to be pretty left moral pal- palette, right. although I think I've always been a centrist, but it's it's really moved right to the center. And I listened to the lyrics of that, and it was basically these things like, hey, media is making this a panic. Um, let's just blame Obama and watch Fox News, That because that's what was going on then, is they were all blaming Obama for this thing and immigration and this and that. And it's the same argument now that the right makes for uh, Trump. Oh, listen to the fake news. Yeah. Just blame Trump for yeah. it. You know, the scientists dropped the ball. So it, 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 it's the same story from a different party now, uh, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, it just shows how divided and partisan and stupid as fuck we are. Well, um, you know, just and you look can't, at the, the, man, yeah. you can't get over the black mirror aspect of this, meaning the smartphone that we're all staring into on a daily basis that is that is yeah. telling us how horrible the world is and how we're yeah. all how we're all going to die and you know i mean you go on twitter and it's like you, you just going on twitter and then looking outside and watching happy children play at the park is 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 just such a crazy experience you know because on yeah, twitter yeah. you you would assume that we're living through world war 2 yeah <laughs> you know what i mean or worse it's yeah, like the yeah, bomb like, yeah, yeah it's like the bombing of london like but you go Keep outside and carry on right everything right. seems seems hunky-dory it seems fine so yeah i think it's not some of this is definitely a social media induced hysteria it has to be right so so i ta- i spoke with judd brewer the psychiatrist about this on our show and and we he calls it the social contagion which is it, you you may be safe and, and sound but someone can sneeze on you from your brain from anywhere in the world via social media and contaminate it. And that's what's happened. And he's with, he, see, the smart, this is what, this is what people don't, don't understand. They, the, the media doesn't tell you. It's like, I was talking to my financial guy this morning. He's like, well, Z-Dog, what do you think of this whole thing? And I'm like, let me tell you what I think. I think that we're catastrophizing. I think the hospitals will be overwhelmed. I think we missed the ball on testing, but now that it's missed, there are other things we can do to exit this in a rational way. But but the truth is your chances of dying from this thing are almost zero. And we've been through a lot worse historically in this country. So we need to man the fuck up, get through it and be rational about it. And he's like, how come no one's saying that? I'm like, they are, they don't they don't create a social contagion the way, oh my God, yeah. the worst case scenario is 2 million Americans dead and this and that and the other thing. And um, and that's, like you said, Twitter, if you go on Twitter, you are fucked. You're mentally fucked. Yeah. When I first read that Imperial College of London tweet, the series of tweets, the guy said, this is what's actually happening. We're gonna need to be on lockdown for 18 months or 3 million Americans will die. Okay, based on what? Based on early projections out of China where subtle input changes change the model by a factor of 10. Like, and and this is the other thing that I was trying to get at here. The, the really wise, smart people are the most silent because they're afraid of getting shouted down. Mm-hmm. But all of them talk to me and they all say the same thing. Hey, Z, dude, we all agree. This shit is fucking crazy overblown. We could control it with the right action. We're doing the wrong action. We, we, I don't understand why fucking people aren't talking about this. And then you have the couple of eggheads who are like, the world is falling, we're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot yeah, of, yeah. you know, Silicon Valley bears responsibility for some of this, this hysteria as well, because 
all of the Silicon Valley guys are exponential type thinkers, and they all did right. they all did the math on this and was like, oh shit, things are going to be bad. But they didn't realize the real life stop gapping that's going on in order to prevent that math from occurring. And so, yes. you know, a lot of them got out there and pushed a narrative, especially on Twitter, these powerful thought leaders that, uh, you know, this was this was going to be like the Spanish flu times 10. You know, this is going to be 9-11 times 10. I, I kept hearing that over and over again. I was like, you know, 9-11 started a 20-year war. I mean, yeah, I don't think this is as bad as 9-11. Yeah. I just don't. 9-11 <laughs> was vastly worse for everything. So, 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 so this is so important. People don't understand what the Spanish flu was. A Spanish flu young people were getting sick within hours they were dead of cytokine storm and pneumonia. Right, right. And, and that virus mutated midway through. So it was fine in the first wave. People were just standard influenza death rate. And then it changed. And people have no idea how horrible that was. This is a fucking rounding error on the Spanish flu. Yeah. And the true, unless it mutates or changed like, like that, which we have to be vigilant for. So it's nobody's saying don't do anything. Nobody, you know, I get, I get yelled at sometimes online and I'm like, you dumb fuck, use your fucking brain. Yeah. Use your rational writer. Stop being so emotional. And I'm emotional too, but I, I'm emotional about the lack of rationality. I'm just yeah. like, come on, fuckers. Um, I got said something about, yeah. No, I got to say, when I looked at the, the Spanish flu chart for the first time, um, it terrified me in, in a very deeply unsettling way because you do see that wave and then it goes away and then it comes back yeah. orders of magnitude yeah. higher. That is, yeah. that's frightening to think that in the fall we could be dealing with something that's orders of magnitude worse than this. That's frightening. Yes. You know? And that's what happened. That's what happened in Spanish flu. It yeah. came back in the fall. It took hit South America, then it came back in the fall. Now, this is why I made a video called the COVID exit strategy, because when we make our first round of control, which we will, um, what will happen is you'll get the second wave. And the way you fight the second wave is aggressive testing, surveillance, testing for antibodies to see who's already immune so that you can have them go to work and do targeted lockdowns and quarantines that don't destroy the economy. Uh, and that can work. And it's shown, it was shown to work in Asia. So we have a precedent for it. The other thing is the, the healthcare workers are getting sick. Why? Because they don't, they still don't know how they did it in um, Singapore and Hong Kong. They had aggressive cleaning protocols yeah. for rooms in between patients. They wore surgical masks, not N95s, unless they were aerosolizing procedures, because typically the thing is transmitted on surfaces, right? I've also so heard drop. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard droplets too. Is that is that accurate Droplet, in your opinion? It is. It is. It is. And the thing about droplets is they're prevented typically with surgical masks. Right. The reason you use N95 is when they call so-called airborne precaution. That means it hangs in the air for like three hours in between. So like measles does this, like measles hang in the air. Um, and and you just walk through that airspace hours later and you get infected. That's, yeah. that's N95. Now, the truth is if you do a procedure like a endoscopy, you put a breathing tube in, you do those kind of things, you will aerosolize the virus. And that's why ENTs and ophthalmologists seem to get sick worse. Like the guy, the whistleblower, Dr. Lee was an ophthalmologist. He's in people's faces. So the distance, you get a huge mm. inoculum, a big dose mm. of virus. Now, remember the way that we fight this off is there's two phases. So the first is your body, the virus replicates in the lungs and the body mounts an immune response. If you destroy the virus, mostly in that initial immune response, you're probably good. If yeah. you don't, if you fail, then you get the secondary response and that's what hurts people. So if you get a huge dose of virus right off the bat, you're more likely to get a severe case. Um, give, give it to me straight. So, Are we all going to just end up with this at some point? 
and just you know some of us won't even know we have it and others of us will die yeah. is it is it just likely that everyone is going to get it and that it'll keep coming back uh you know year after year just like the flu and we now live with it i I think with coronaviruses, we don't know enough. So we don't have enough experience beyond the common cold, which we uh, hasn't bothered us, so we haven't followed it. With SARS, it disappeared. With MERS, yeah. it disappeared. So we don't know what will happen, but I'll say this. If, let's say, everybody gets infected, right? I suspect the mortality rate is lower than what has been advertised because we don't still know how many people were ultimately infected because we mm. didn't test, including in China. So in China, there are some models that say... I, have, I sound like Fox News. They would say some studies say, or some believe. <laughs> some people say, say some wacky shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. they always they exactly. always do that to couch opinions. Some people say it's that Obama is a lizard person. You know, <laughs> exactly. And Biden is his lizard overlord. It's very <laughs> reptilian. The, but what what this does the data in this particular study suggested in China is that in order to see the kind of patterns of spread they saw. 85% of the people that were infected would not have had symptoms or would not have been tested. And so you're talking about a massive number of people that were actually infected that never even knew it. Mm. And so the chances of everyone in the US, if we did nothing, if we did nothing getting infected, and let's say we do something, well then it just spreads that out over time, which means you work on a vaccine in the meantime. I'll tell you this, I wouldn't get a vaccine if I if I felt like I had antibodies, if I tested for antibodies and was already exposed. Why would I go get a vaccine that has a non-zero risk because it's a brand new vaccine, it's been rushed through, right? Yeah. Now, if I, if I were an old person and my risk of dying of COVID was higher than the risk of the vaccine, absolutely. And that's what Paul talked about. Paul's a vaccine advocate. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you, you don't rush this shit, right? No, you don't because uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna make disastrous mistakes, you know? Yeah, it, it's yeah. just I mean, and and they are rushing it. I mean, it's happening. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see. But, you know, I'm not lining up to get a rushed vaccine. I'm, I'll tell you that. Hell right. no. You know, now, My wife and I, I were of course, about, I believe yeah. in vaccines, of course, but I'm not going to line up to get when they slap together overnight. No, we, thanks. We, we, we believe in vaccines because we know they've been studied and they're safe and effective. Yes. I would never take something that has not been studied and is not safe and effective no, unless no. I, unless I knew it. Oh, so you mean you wouldn't like, take, you wouldn't take fish tank cleaners? Z? Oh shit. Fool. Did I just you, stockpiled that shit. By the way, did you see that whole story? You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude. woman is the, the Arizona woman, guy. Yeah. Dude, the woman was trying to kill her husband. Like <laughs> oh. you saw that part of it? She I didn't she see fed that. she fed it to the husband because she was trying to murder him and get away with it. And then oh, blame well, and then. then blamed it on Trump. <laughs> it's oh like, my god. Of course. Blame it on the co 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 COVID. Our dumbass governor here in Nevada, Steve Sisolak, uh, outlawed that drug based on political posturing from Trump. And it's like, hey, fuckface, you have no right to tell doctors how to treat. OK, what if that oh, drug yeah. is the drug that is going to help a patient? How dare you fucking outlaw it for the treatment of coronavirus? You know what I mean? I heard, I heard that shit. Uh, it was it was kind of crazy. So Sisolak is taking advice from a, a like some like Romanian doctor who isn't even sort like doesn't isn't even licensed in the U.S. or some shit. Yeah. Like he was doing that initially. It's like there is some Nevada is really an interesting state, my friend. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love it. I still love it. But man, it's for medicine, just the worst. It's just the worst. Man, it really is just though. I I, I have to say. Even though I think a lot of this is overblown, I mean, I not for healthcare workers. It's it's if you're going into the hospital, it's deadly serious. And you know, from yeah. my from my perspective, 
you know, my wife is super pregnant. We're going to have a baby yeah. any, any day now. So I have to go into the hospital with a newborn and a super pregnant wife. And that's a scary proposition for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm yeah. so, I'm so freaked out about that, that I'm going to probably bring my own cleaning supplies to the, yeah, to the room. You Why know not? I mean? yeah. Why not? Nothing you know, you know, another, yeah. <laughs> you know, another thing that sucks. We had all those masks for the music video, you know, and I left them. Yeah, at, I left them at that fucking studio where we shot the music video. So I don't I had all these respirators and 95s. I fucking left hey, them all at the you know, studio. You know what? I, I no, I've got them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, I'm you're, letting my wife. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, I picked them up. I, you, yeah. Oh, you got them. OK, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad somebody's him. using them. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, we're no, we're donating them and we're doing all kinds of stuff with them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good. I had that's them. that's I good. Could, I thought yeah. they got thrown away, and I was like, that sucks. No, we no that would have been a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, they are they were ratchet ass masks. They were like fake ass masks. But well, I mean, yeah. dude, at this point, people are cutting out cutting out fucking t shirts. They were just they were just fucking know. props for a music video. But you know, exactly for uh, my Corona. Exactly. I don't know. So so <laughs> here's, I guess what I want to ask you is, how does this change? Like, because, okay, the politicians aren't letting this crisis go to waste. They're using it, no. right? They're using it to print money. They're using it to give fucking bailouts to corporations that they have entrenched interest with, slush funds for corporations, like all that, right? How do, yep. how do America's healthcare workers not let this crisis go to waste? How can they use it to their advantage? Because it seems like the iron is hot and it is a good time to strike and make some fucking demands, like get the change that you want out of the system. Yeah, I think actually now is the time when people can speak up and not be fired. And I'll tell you why, because it made national news when they fired that doc for speaking out. And there is no fucking PR department across this country in healthcare right now that would not fear any of us making a video about how they fired someone in the height of a crisis when it's all hands on deck. So now's the chance for every fucking nurse and respiratory therapist and doctor to go online and say, this is what my institution does to me on a daily basis. I'm gonna continue to work there because they need me. But when this is done, if they don't fire all the leadership and change this shit and get that MB fucking A out of the CEO's position and hire someone with clinical experience who's touched patients, right? Then I am fucking walking across the street to another org that will value me, right? And that mobility, because people realize now, oh, they can actually, there's so much more mobility that we thought we didn't have because there's telehealth, there's so many other things we can do. Congress will now be forced to pay for telehealth because you think we're gonna go back to the fucking stone ages where we make Tom Heineber and his family show up in a waiting room, be coughed on by people who are actually sick so they can get their fucking well child visit that probably could have been done telehealth. Like, yeah, this shit, it's it's now is the time. Well, oh, so dude, I, I did, dude. Yeah. Not only that, man. My my wife had an OB guy appointment like a week and a half ago, right? And you know there was a sign on the door that said, "Text the number, park in your car. We'll text you when it's time. We'll take you right back to the room." And I I, I turned to her and I was like, "Why doesn't it always work like this? Why are we sitting oh, in a man. why are we sitting in a petri dish waiting to be called back to the room and waiting totally. in a place that we're uncomfortable with a bunch of strangers we don't know with little children crying." It's annoying. Like, I would rather wait in the car all the time, you know? Dude, we talk about, you know, the, the hospitals talk about customer service all the time, right? Because they're judged on it. That's customer service. Innovate. Actually innovate to make the experience safer, easier, better, and elevate quality science to the highest religion, right? Like, this is 
Okay, is that a better way to take care of well, you know, OB visits? Yeah, you're not sitting in it. It's convenient for people who don't have time. That's what we ought to be doing. And now's our chance because Congress is actually willing now to pay to actually force reimbursement for you know, things like telehealth, different ways of doing things. We need to change the requirements for documentation in EHRs. Now's the chance to have real reform, right? That's ground up, you know, grassroots clinician reform. And we can demand it because otherwise, what if we said we were all going to walk out and you can fucking go die, Yeah. right? Because yeah. it's within our right to do that because we're risking our lives. Exactly. So, you know, like the CEO's yeah. working from home, cool. Fuck you, I'm working from home and, too. And when do you just snap, man? I mean, when when are you a fucking nurse or a doctor, you know, or a respiratory therapist who, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, you've been living in a quarantine, you know, maybe a sectioned off quarantine part of your house, not seeing your family, not hugging your children, going and mm. risking your life. Yeah, sure, maybe you're getting overtime pay. Who gives a fuck? That means yeah. nothing. You means know what nothing. I mean? Yeah, and like, when do you break and just say, Hey, this is bullshit. Look, look yeah. at the, all these fucking people at the top who are supposed to have my interest at heart who don't. They don't even care if I fucking die. No, nobody yeah. cares about me, and I'm out yeah, here yeah. caring about everybody else. You know? Yeah. Those people now, are the now, real I, backbone of America, not these phony, fake ass fucking leaders that we have. Everyone yeah, is no, everyone is a phony, dude. Every institution is fraudulent. The system is fraudulent. All our leadership is fraudulent. We have a fucking reality TV show host as president. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't uh, I don't want to make it bleak, but are you paying attention? If you're not radicalized, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're not fucking radicalized, you have not been paying attention. You've not been listening. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, one thing I'll say is this. I have seen some really bright spot shit from big systems and their leadership that has really stunned me the way they've rallied and actually worked as a functioning organism that takes everybody into account. They haven't silenced people. They've let them speak to the media. They've tried their best to do what they can with the limited resources. They've implemented uh, cat catastrophe plans. So a well-run organization that's clinician-led in healthcare is a beautiful thing. And so I don't want to blank. The reason I don't want to blanket uh, charge everybody with fucking malfeasance is that that devalues and discourages the work of people that are doing it right right and and those people have reached out too and and they're like hey hey i love what you're saying about bad leadership could you please mention when leadership is good because otherwise we have we have no support ourselves you know because for the good leaders they feel alone i've heard this around the country that's so lonely trying to fight these battles when it's so much easier just to fucking rake in money oh, you know oh dude yeah, yeah, it's hard to do the right thing. It's really hard to do the right thing. It really is, and you'll never yeah. be you'll never be rewarded for it. You know what I mean? You, have you yeah. seen, have you seen that meme that's like, um, how's it go? Hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people. Weak people create <laughs> hard times. <laughs> I, I think we are at the I think we are at the generation yeah. the generational phase of that cycle that is weak yeah. weak people creating weak, hard weak times. People. Weak because, people creating hard because times. Because real leadership is backbone, is integrity, is yeah. it's not being wishy washy. You know, at this yeah. this is why I'm saying everything's fraudulent is because you know, the CDC is is about to recommend Americans wear masks. And the only reason they haven't yet is because they're dragging their feet because they're going to look like a bunch of dumbasses from their prior, uh, you know, recommendations. Yeah. That is yeah. 
when you lie in that manner, people are dying. You're killing people. And you're one of the institutions that we're supposed to look for, you know? So it's, man, it's like, (laughs) I just, things, things, things are, it sucks. It sucks that we're living at this moment in history. I want to live during the good moment in history. I want to live during the moment where we land on the fucking moon. That's the moment I want to live in. I don't want to live during this time. That was also the civil rights movement, Vietnam, uh, a lot of other terrible things. I don't know, man. It was good for white people, Z. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? And there's something to that. There's something to that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh, there's always there's always stuff going on. But I'm saying like our institutions were strong then. Our institutions yeah. are not strong now. American institutions yeah, no, no, are I weak. Agree. You know. I, I agree. I think yeah. this will be a nice wake up call. I actually, I'm I I see. I'm optimistically, cautiously optimistic that the revolution will come. It will be a peaceable one, and we will have better stuff that will then lead to weaker people, more hard times, and the cycle <laughs> will repeat. But at least. At least that's general progress. <laughs> um, man, so we've gone, well, we've gone like 45 minutes. Should yeah. this be a good amount for a for an inaugural show of the Tom and Z show? What do are you, what do you are we going to call this the Tom and Z show? Because I feel like, I, let's, just, let's just call it an incident report. Fuck it. You know what I mean? What do you, oh, you yeah, want to call yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck. We'll just call it, call it what we want. Tom and Z talk some shit, homies. <laughs> Tom, Tom. <laughs> I really, I really, listen, I really would like to say, I, I was thinking about, you know, my wife and she's not working right now because, um, you know, she's staying home with our children, but she used to be an ER nurse and I would see what, how she would come home and have to strip down and, you know, clean her clothes immediately, take a shower immediately, get all the germs off of her. And so the idea of her being in that situation is it really hits me right in my heart. And I know that a lot of people out there are living that situation. And I just want to say thank you for everything you're doing. Like you're never going to get a thank you from your shit ass leadership. Z says there's some bright spots. I don't believe it, but you'll get a th- <laughs> You get a thank you from me. Cause seriously, that's, that's tough shit. And the amount of money they're paying you is, is, is not enough. That's a, uh, that's a beautiful way to end this. Uh, I love it. And, uh, T-Bones, we'll put this out on some platform. And uh, whatever platform it's on, please review the platform and subscribe or whatever the hell. Fuck it. Or, or don't. We're all going to die. <laughs> COVID's going to kill us all. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Just fucking YOLO. <laughs> um, all right. And all right. we out. Peace. Peace. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) And so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I want to hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters 
and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.